Welcome to the Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Fairfax. We hope you enjoy this sermon from a recent Sunday worship service. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was a formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. God saw the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness God called night. And there was evening, and there was morning the first day. This is the beginning of the creation story from the Bible. Genesis 1. Funny story. When I was in seminary, I had never read the Bible in my whole life. That wasn't the funny part. <laughs> before seminary started, they asked us to read through the Bible twice before we came to class. My wife, who came from a tradition that studied the Bible, different chapters and verses for different lessons and purposes of worship, thought it was hysterical when I turned to the first page and started reading it from the beginning on the way to the end like it was a story. When I asked why she thought that it was funny, she said, I've never heard of anyone reading it from the beginning as a story. And I said, well, it says, in the beginning. Why shouldn't I start from where it says in the beginning? So one of the things that bothers me the most about the creation story is that in some ways it feels like it's finite. That something gets created, then it's done, and we move on. Genesis 2 frames it like this. Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in their vast array. By the seventh day, God had finished the work God had been doing. So on the seventh day, God rested from all of God's work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it, God rested from all the work of creating that God had done. And as we all know, creation in the Bible didn't end on that day. Creation moved to the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve, and all kinds of other things. Now, of course, for those Unitarian Universalists who may find the scientific explanation of creation a bit more to your liking, I quote from space.com. <laughs> it took quite a bit more than seven days to create the universe as we know it today. Our universe was born about 13.7 billion, billion years ago in a massive expansion that blew space up like a gigantic balloon. That, in a nutshell, is the Big Bang Theory, which virtually all cosmologists and theoretical physicists endorse. The evidence supporting the idea is extensive and convincing, they say. We know, for example, that the universe is still expanding even now, at an ever-accelerating -accelera rate. And scientists have also discovered a predictive thermal imprint of the Big Bang, the universe pervading cosmic microwave background radiation. And we don't see any objects, obviously older than 13.7 billion years, suggesting that our universe came into being around that time. Creation is not a static thing. Anything that is created is a part of an evolutionary process that emerges over time and takes form. 
it could be said that there's always something emerging from what has been created. UUCF was created about 68 years ago. UUCF was created in the image of those who created it at that time. It had a culture. It had ways of doing things. It had values that were probably generally agreed upon by those who chose to attend. And with that said, there are certainly some things in our current culture and systems that we could trace back to those times. But so much has emerged from that creation. So many things have emerged to meet the times, the changes in culture, the evolving understanding of the practice of this faith tradition. Now, over the past couple of years, we have often cited what we have taken and learned from Adrian Marie Brown's work on emergent strategies. We've done this because through the years, there are various aspects of emerging thought that helps us meet, and as prophetically as possible, move forward into an unknown future. I think there have been all kinds of times in our history where our future has seemed more unknown and unsettled than at other times. Our country and congregation have grappled with all kinds of real and existential challenges for every generation faces them as our generation at UUCF is doing now. One of the primary lessons of the past few years is that we have spent a lot of years doing planning and strategy work based in the models of corporate or governmental frameworks that most, if not all of us, have been trained in. It certainly was the case for me. I've been doing organizational consulting for decades. And I can't tell you how many times I have used what is called a SWOT analysis. I see people know that name. For those who don't, SWOT stands as a strategic measure for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Frankly, what I came to just a couple of years ago, where these systems are usually based in capitalism or some model of systemic whiteness, and are rarely useful for faith communities that deal with far more than profit and loss, the issues of governments, customer service, or individualistic marketing satisfaction. Our mission here is to transform. Our mission here is to transform ourselves and each other and the world as best as we can through acts of love and justice. And a SWOT analysis doesn't feel like the right way for us to understand how to best fulfill that mission. That's why we've turned to that which has emerged over the last couple of years from the mind of Adrian Marie Brown. It's not the be-all and the end-all. It's not everything that we need to know, it's entirely possible something else will emerge to inform our collective journey. But for now, let me review the nine core principles of this work that has been guiding this current version of UUCF for the last couple of years. One, small is good, small is all. The large is the reflection of the small. Two, change is constant. Be like water. Three, there's always enough time for the right work. 
There's always enough time for the right work. That feels very contrary to what happens in the DMV sometimes. There's a conversation, four, there's a conversation in the room that only these people at this moment can have. Find it. Five, never a failure, always a lesson. Six, trust the people. If you trust the people, they become trustworthy. Seven, move at the speed of trust. Focus on critical connections more than critical mass. Build the resilience by building the relationships, which is about our covenantal process. Uh, I, I might be on eight. Less prep, more presence. Less prep, more presence. And finally, this is a big one, what you pay attention to grows. It is totally understandable that the reverence can come when appreciating what has been created. It is totally understandable that we find comfort in what we have experienced and what we've known, how we've learned, and the strategies we have used in our lives. That being said, our theme for this month is creativity, which means that if we are being creative, we need to take what we know, what we have experienced, and be willing to venture together into something that needs to emerge. We can try to dictate the specifics of the future. But the definition of emergence is the act of rising out of something that is fluid or coming forth from something that has been enveloped or in some way concealed that will rise into view. How we determine to live our mission together, how we move forward together, are in a state of emergence. And the most vital part of that is how we continue to practice this covenantal faith as we deal with the challenges and anxiety of whatever is to emerge. I'm going to read that again. How, the most vital part of that is how we continue to practice this covenantal faith as we deal with the challenges and anxiety of whatever is going to emerge. We are a covenantal faith. We have an historical agreement to journey together in the spirit of love, to steep our practice of Unitarian Universalism in values for which we aspire and agree as much as possible to utilize as the foundation for the practice of this faith. What we pay attention to will grow. Focusing on critical connections more than critical mass. Building the resilience by building our relationships. Moving at the speed of trust and that change is a constant. We must be like water. So today after the service, the Emergent Strategy Team that's been working together now for over a year to help envision how to weave this into the culture of UUCF as we are now. We'll be leading an exercise for us to share and hopefully reaffirm the values that our current version of this congregation shares. We do this in service to grounding the planning for our future, staffing, programming, activities and events as much as possible in those 
shared values. But that is only a piece of the puzzle. The way forward is not static. It's not the way it was yesterday, nor the way it is today. It is emerging. It is an opportunity for creativity to find its way into new paths. The following is a beautiful note from one of our members this week, and I can't think of a better way to close. It said, Reverend David, I have my crayons at my desk, and I'm ready to draw with others a new future for UUCF. We have each other, and we will get through this together. Amen. Thank you for listening to this sermon from the Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Fairfax. To listen to more sermon podcasts, go to uucf.org slash worship hyphen services and scroll down to sermon podcasts.